You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. Joining me via telephone is Almo Lebowski. He is the son of the late anti-apartheid activist, uh, Professor Anton Lebowski, who was assassinated in 1989. Almo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. Alma, for somebody um, that, that's grown up in a family that were anti-apartheid activists, that were staunch supporters of SWAPO during the days of Southeast Africa before it became independent as Namibia, and having personally been affected by the apartheid regime and, and assassinations that were ordered, what was your family's reaction to this news that a self-confessed apartheid hit squad member would be released on parole? Um. Chad, I think it's 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 a bit of mixed emotion um, in some respects. I think as it uh, in relation to Fadi himself, I mean, probably one of the only people, uh, few people known that has actually um, served some time in prison. In fact, so um, you know, and also his involvement with regards to my father's assassination. Um, there's known involvement, but to what extent, obviously, is not 100% clear. Um, my mom did actually speak to him in prison at one point uh, after he went to prison for David Webster's assassination. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. But in some respects, yes, he's probably served some time. And as I said, one of the only ones that has. But still, yeah, it's... It, it's raw and it brings up some emotions, especially because we still don't have truth. Alma, it must have it must have opened up a lot of old wounds. Were you at all prepared for this, or were you um, as taken aback as the rest of the South African public by the sudden announcement that after twenty years in prison, he's now entitled to to parole and he will be released in April? Um, I mean, look, we had no uh, sort of forewarning of that necessarily. Um, I think there was. As someone spoken to from the Webster family, but because he wasn't sitting um, for for any direct involvement in Anton Lebowski's assassination, my dad's assassination, um, yeah, there was no sort of forewarning of it, um, and yeah, I mean, w- would come as a bit of a surprise. Uh, but as I said, he has served some time. Um, I'm, I'm personally, in some respects, a believer of. You know, if, if you've served some, some, you know, certain time, uh, in prison, you know, at, at some point, you know, uh, yeah, you, you should, you, you know, you should have served your time and should perhaps get an opportunity to go back into society. But yes, um, I think our concern is, has he told all the truth? You know, is there more information that he has and is there more information he may have about my father's assassination? And if he does, then, I think it would be even worse um, that he's now able to to be free. Alma, tell us a bit about your dad from what you can remember, because you were very young at the time. Um, but yes. you, you've, you've spoken to family members over the years. You knew your father. Tell us a bit about the man behind the the enigma of, of Professor Anton Lebowski. Well, yeah, okay. So firstly, it's, it's advocate. So he was an advocate. I don't think he was ever a professor. <laughs> um but, but yeah, um, interesting, yeah, it was an interesting childhood, I must say. I mean, I, uh, I, I went to a couple of different schools because my first school I had to leave because of, um, because my dad of being politically involved. Um, 
I think when I look back on my dad, I mean, he was a very busy man, often overseas uh, due to political reasons, um, always, always traveling even around around the country. But I've always remembered him as someone that spent a lot of quality time with, with, with us as kids um, rather than a, a quantity. Um, he did, you know, when, when he, he was around, he, we, we, we would, we would spend good, good, good amount of time with him and, and, and do some, some nice things as any family would. Um, but yeah, I was, I was personally quite aware of the, of the political situation. Um, I was even at a couple of, of his rallies. Um, <clears throat> I think I experienced tear gas, um, um, what it, what it did to you at the age of about eight. I was also at a bry once. Um, which was supposed to be a, a very informal thing where a couple of yellow police vans, as they were still in those days, they were yellow, not white, with the blue, um, came to pick up everyone at the Bri. And, and I saw my dad being pushed into the back of a of a um, police van. So, yeah, some traumatic times. But, um, you know, looking back at it, um, you know, I, I'm obviously very proud of, of, of what my dad stood for and what he achieved. Um, in 37 years, I mean, he was killed when he was 37. I'm, I'm 40 now. <laughs> so I've, I've survived my dad already by about three years, and, and, I, and I think, think what, what what he achieved in that time. Um, but yeah, the 80s were interesting, interesting time to be around, especially if you were, um, if you were uh, not on, you know, complacent about the current political situation. Alma, it's absolutely heartbreaking now that you make mention of his age. People tend to forget that he was just 37, and you as his son, you're still his little boy. You've now outgrown him. Why do you think he was assassinated? 1989 was the year that Namibia saw independence, and it was a year before the South African government unbanned liberation movements that were active in in the struggle against apartheid in South Africa. What risk could he have possibly posed in 1989 while Namibia was going through this transformative process? Chad, I think I think you've you've kind of hit the the the, the hammer on the nail there. <laughs> I mean, this has been I think part of the reason why it's been so hard to understand and also to wonder, you know, did the South African um, government and 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 the hit squads like the CCB, uh, which Fabi Barnard was was a part of, how much did they actually have to do with it? Um, and are there other factors at play, other political factors? Because I think. I think from a South African perspective, you're right. They had given up the power. Um, they had, they, Namibia was moving. We were even in, in, in Namibia in June, July, and my dad registered to vote for the elections that came the following year. Um, so I think things were pretty much, you know, sealed, uh, signed, sealed and delivered in terms of that. So what interest did the South African government necessarily have in, in killing him? Um, you know, there, there, there are a couple of theories. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, being a lawyer myself, it's difficult to say things that haven't necessarily been proven. But um, there's, there's a couple of things that point towards bigger economic um, 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 influences. Because if you think about the fact that uh, most African countries, when, when, when they become independent, there's huge resources, there's economic interests that need to be maintained. Um, and if there was a South African link, it would have probably been more economic than what it was political. Um, there's some theory around him stumbling across some information uh, around concentration camps even of his political party, Swapo. Um, and 
you know, was there information he got that was detrimental to, to his own party? Um, and perhaps, you know, he had a conversation, as far as we know, with the now current president of, of Namibia, Hagi Gaingok, who at that time became prime minister and has been in Namibian politics ever since. He had a conversation with him just an hour or two before he actually got killed. Um, we're yet to know what that conversation exactly was about um, and, have, and have requested meetings with, with the president, Hage Gang in, in Namibia, to understand what it is that he said. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of theories, Chad, but, I mean, it's difficult to say because nothing has ever really been proven. No one has ever come forward and given some decent information. Uh, and by now, a lot of the evidence that was collected at that point um, is very old and, and some of it potentially even destroyed. Tell me, has the, so, the has the Swapu-led uh, Namibia government recognised um, what your father did towards um, gaining of of the independence of Namibia and for the people of Namibia? Yeah, so um, I think the one thing that gave us as a family a little bit of closure, um, and, and just to remind everyone and and yourself as, as, as well, one of the difficult things that happened was that uh, the then Prime Minister of Defence Magnus Malan, who is who is now since since died. Uh, also, call uh, said my my dad was a, was a spy in, in under parliamentary privilege, um, and then later denied saying it in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And Max Dupree had a video that was reshared recently where it shows him first denying it, then being shown the video of his parliamentary speech, and then um, and then later you know then denying it again. Um, but. But at the end of the day, one of the things that has given us some closure, I think, from that aspect is that uh, I think it was about two or three years ago, um, my dad's remains were moved to Heroes Acre in Winter, which is known as a very um, uh, um, a monumental place for ex-struggle uh, heroes of Namibia um, uh, to be buried. Um, and, and a lot of them that are passing away now, uh, even one of the o- uh, older members of Swapo who at one point broke away to start his own party, but rejoined later. Hadipu Amitenya was also buried there recently. So, so yes, he was moved to here at Aiken, I think, at least from a public point of view, given the recognition that he deserved. And that, for us as a family, gave us a lot of peace and, and, and closure in some respects. But yet, we still don't know exactly what happened. Did you follow law because of your father? Good question. You know, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't, it wouldn't, I mean, I've gone into law, I've also been, uh, I'm also in financial services at the moment. I think it was definitely an influence, but I think at, at, at the heart of it is is helping people. Um, I think that's a big thing of uh, th- that my dad taught me, um, and that I, the way I grew up was, um, it, you know, you always have to have a bigger social conscience. Um, in life and, and helping people and for the, uh, uh, for social good, uh, it's definitely one of the bigger values that I live by. With your surname being associated with, with struggle heroes and having such credentials, would you ever have thoughts of joining, um, politics either in Namibia or South Africa? Yes, I think a lot, for many years I probably did, did avoid it. Um, I'm currently, um, doing quite a lot back in Namibia, uh, business wise first. And would definitely um, consider getting involved politically. Uh, we've also been, um, you know, just from a um, historical point of view, we've, we've gotten our Swapo memberships in, in Namibia. Um, 
because you know, I mean, it, it, it is the party that would have the most impact um, if, if one, you know, to be in, to be involved in. So I think um, I think business first, but um, but definitely will, you know, I think I think I'm I'm slowly getting back into the Namibian sort of um, um, economy and and lifestyle, if you can call it that, and, and may even move there at one point. I mean, I think coming to South Africa was was a thing that happened at one point and was the right thing, but I think my heart is still is still mainly in, in Namibia. Well, Alma, on that note, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Um, it's, it's obviously a very hot sore um, subject, especially when when one hears about people that are involved or may have been involved in, in these killings are being released. So, thank you for yeah, your time, and um, yeah, I hope you. I hope if you do join politics, uh, you'll you'll be able to to give us an interview in the not too distant future. No, hundred percent. Thanks that, for the call, Chad. I hope um, got some information that was useful to you and your listeners. Most definitely. Thank you, Alma.